Hello, and welcome to a roundtable discussion on the Comic Book Page podcast. My name is John Mayo. In this episode, I'm joined by guests for a lively conversation on a topic we hope you'll find interesting. In this roundtable discussion, I'm joined by my sister Kay, and we have just watched Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice, so we're going to have a spoiler-filled discussion on it. We are out of the movie theater, sitting in my car. I want to say we may spoil some of the DC television shows by accident. I think it may lead into discussion in comparison with some of those. I think it'll lead into discussion in comparison with some of those. I think it'll lead into discussion in comparison with the Marvel films. Yes. As for actually spoiling, say, future DC movies... (laughs) I don't think so, because I don't know what we could do that they didn't in the movie, to be honest. I'm going to say flat out, this movie did not work well for me. Okay. It started with, yet again, the death of the Waynes. I don't know how many times they've been murdered, but I'm, I'm tired of watching it. Just once. I want to be surprised by something about their death. Though I have to say, I've seen the pearls, the strand of pearls get broken when she dies before, and this time it worked for me. Really, this time it didn't work for me because the guy had his gun kind of pulling at the the thing. It's like they couldn't figure out any other way for the necklace to drop the pearls and stuff. And I liked the way they kind of rained down for the first time. I'm like, so okay, so that's why they're they're all over the place. I even for a moment almost liked the way they were still raining down when he fell down into the bat cave that turned out to be under a river later in the movie. I was just having such a problem and this is again minutes into the film. With her already in what seems to be a flashback at the funeral, we flash further back to the death. We've got a young Bruce Wayne, and I'm like, you know, this kid, I mean, particularly with Gotham on the air. You know, if they had had... Uh, David. Uh, David, you know, uh, the, the guy who plays the, uh, uh, Bruce in, in Gotham. As this Bruce, it's like, okay, that would have been interesting. I know they're not going to do it. But it would have been nice. It would have been something he really could have done, like on a weekend kind of a thing. It wouldn't have taken that much time. It wasn't that big of a role. But they're very clearly differentiating the TV universe and the movie universe, which by and large I'm kind of okay with because I really like the TV universe. Yeah. And this is really only the second movie, Man of Steel being the first, of kind of this this new... Well, and let's stop there for one moment. I am really incredibly grateful we watched Man of Steel so recently. Yes, I had a feeling, having seen the the trailers at uh, for this at... Uh, 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 Dallas? Dallas. Yeah, that that would help. Yeah, because this, I mean, as you're saying, in some ways this started 20, 30 years ago, but in other respects, with the Bruce Wayne story, we really picked up 18 months ago with the events at the very end of Man of Steel. Well, and I thought that was kind of convenient that Bruce happened to be in Metropolis at that point. And- yeah, and they... They seem to be wavering on, did the events in Metropolis inspire his current mission or his becoming Batman? I was a little confused on that because you've been Batman taking down criminals for 20 years, but everything you're doing right now is because of what happened in Metropolis. It was hard to tell, was he coming out of retirement or not? 
I did like how at one point Lex Luthor was basically saying it took this to get you across the bay. Yes. To where the two cities, Metropolis and Gotham, are kind of facing each other, you know, from this across this big body of water that we never really see. And I was surprised how in 18 months, a Metropolis completely rebuilt. Yes. Lex Luthor, to me, was a little too Joker or Riddler-esque, to the point that when I'd seen him in a trailer at one point, I actually didn't realize he was Lex Luthor and had thought he might be the Joker or someone. He did have a very Joker-esque portrayal of Lex. They but, at least did a little to, to, to showcase that he's a smart guy. Yeah, but But he's unhinged. Yeah, well, especially in the scene where uh, they're at the library gala or whatever, and it's, you know, Clark Kent finally meets Bruce Wayne, and how he knows Clark Kent is beyond me, because um, Clark's a low-level reporter. Yeah, well, the part that got me with that scene in the library was how... When Lex is getting up giving the speech, he just totally fumbles it at some point. And I'm like, something just happened there, but what and why? Well, he got very upset because he was talking about knowledge is supposed to be power. Ah. And he was realizing he has knowledge, but he has no power. He's one of the smartest men in the world, but there are these godlike beings. Yeah. And he just, he's in the middle of what he thinks is going to be this eloquent speech, but he's realizing the fallacy of his own statements, and that really pisses him off and sends him into a Joker portrayal. Yeah, I thought the actor did a good job with what he was given. He did. But my fundamental problem with the movie overall was what they were given. Yes. They're telling a very dark story. I didn't care for this take on Luthor. Okay, let's I'm I hate to keep stopping you, but let me stop you at Dark Story. Part of why I said I want to spoil DC shows. Uh to me, Arrow, very dark story in the Arrow TV show compared to Flash, very bright story. Yes, but I would say Arrow is more of a brooding, somber hero. This was a dark story. Yes. Okay. I got you there. But to me, Batman, very Arrow. Well, Arrow, I mean the Arrow TV show is about a billionaire who's gone through a traumatic experience, dressed as funny, and fights the people who's wronged his city. Wow, you just described Batman. Well, very much so. Well, except Batman really uses his brains to make things, although in this one he had Alfred doing some of the making. Um, but yeah, Arrow and Batman, to me, very similar. Well, uh, very much. They used Arrow as a stand-in to, to do a Batman show. Yeah. And it works, and they've made it Arrow or Green Arrow. Yes. But, but that character also in the comics was very much a Batman clone. See, and, and to me, that works. And so I came into the movie thinking, okay, I'm going to get kind of my my arrow side of the scales from Batman. Mm-hmm. And then wanting my flash side of the scales, if you will, my, my lighter and my brighter. The more sunnier. Yeah. Happier. From Superman. And then not to, to sidetrack you off of what I've just given you. But I get the same from Legends of Tomorrow gives me a darker versus Supergirl gives me a brighter. Well, it's funny because I knew going in we weren't going to get the the sunny, I don't say happy-go-lucky, but the, the, the but heroic ba- Superman. But based on Man of Steel, I exactly. knew, yes, that this is a more serious Superman. Well, but- I mean, after we set up Bruce, we set up Clark. With the whole Lois in the desert and stuff. Yes. And we very early on get hit pretty heavy with the 
the world is afraid of Superman. You know, he's got the power. Does he have the right? What should he be doing? In a very kind of emotionally, I don't want to say deep, but heavy-handed, um, again, dark portrayal of, of the Superman existence. Well, and we have the senatorial hearings mm-hmm. into Superman. And when the bomb went off, I wanted, because Superman is looking at that senator and realizing she's putting two and two together. She's looking at the sweet tea. Something's up with her. He doesn't have the context to know what she's... She's she's realizing, I've got this tea in front of me. Something's wrong. Luther isn't here. Something's wrong. He doesn't fly to protect her. He knows she knows something's wrong and she's scared, but he doesn't fly to protect her. He, he knows something is amiss, but he's not got the pieces to, to connect the dots. But he knows she's scared. She could be scared of him. True. It, to True. me, it's not that she was scared. It's that she's just been, she's been frazzled. Something just, mm-hmm. you know, clicked for her. And he's like, something's wrong. She knows something wrong, but, but he's got no clue. Yeah. But to me, the minute we saw Lex give this guy a wheelchair. Oh, yes. Yes. Which, on the one hand, was a little bit of a, a, a nod, I guess, towards the X-Men stuff. But it's like, you know, somebody ought to check that for explosives. Yeah, well, there it was funny. There were a few things that felt like nods to the Marvel movies. Um, there was a Gods of Thunder. Or yeah, I, I caught that line too, and that didn't work for me either. It was one thing when Lex was doing the, um, the whole Greek gods stuff, because, I mean, Wonder Woman was in the room. I thought that was nice. And I thought she was well introduced. But there was a line about uh, hurtling lightning bolts or whatever yeah. that, no, they're shooting heat vision or whatever. Yeah. It just, so much of this was a, a darker tone and style to it. And I knew we were probably going to get teasers of, of a few other characters. Mm. Obviously, we knew Wonder Woman was going to be front and center, well introduced, pretty well used, uh, but I mean, looked Minimally. more like- uh, Fair enough. It looked, one, we get no real backstory for her other than she's old. Uh, looks like Xena more than Wonder Woman to a degree, um, but at least got more than a scene or two like we got with Aquaman, Flash, Cyborg, and I guess that was... That's really it. Pretty much it. We got two scenes with Flash, though. Maybe. We get the one where it's the footage that Luthor has, and then we get what probably was a dream sequence. Maybe oh, not. The travel back in time thing. The travel back in time, which is reminiscent of a Crisis on Infinite Earth sort of a thing with Flash. Mm-hmm. And one of the things, that scene, um, the scene from the future with Batman, did that happen? Was that a dream of Bruce's? And the whole bit when he discovers the cave, the bats fly out and carry him up. Yeah, and that was a dream. It was a dream, but it wasn't obvious it was a dream until the end of it. Yeah. And I'm um, at this point like, you've got to be kidding me. This is insane. Yeah. Yeah. So they'd already lost me before they tried to backpedal in my mind. Yeah. And there were aspects of, again, the story they were trying to tell, the tone, the style, that just it's d- funny. didn't click with me. It's funny because there were some things that just really like the, the flying with the bats out of the caves that I was just like, seriously, did mm-hmm. we do this? But there were other things that really did work for me. Such as? Um, saving Martha. I was really annoyed during the fight leading up to saving Martha. I liked the saving Martha. However, the whole bit when Batman is fighting Superman, he's really about to kill him at this point. 
everything at that point hinges on the fact that both of their mothers had the same name. Yes. Yes. I I was really frustrated with most of what was going on right up until uh, Batman has his foot on Superman's neck and is about to spear him and Lois is running in. And that's Who when... hadn't heard the whole conversation but says Martha's his mother's name. Heard him saying, why are you saying Martha? Why are you saying that name? I guess well, she'd heard Martha. Why are you saying that name? Okay, I wasn't convinced she'd heard Martha, but we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll, maybe she did. It, I reserve the right to, to okay. obviously, we're going to rewatch this when we get it on yes. Blu-ray. Yes. And depending how that how the movie works for us then, we may do another episode on it. That's true. That's because true. my feelings on Man of Steel definitely changed after some time and, and watching yeah. it another time. My thoughts right now on this film are less than positive. It has its moments. It yeah. had some decent stuff, but there, I, there I just didn't things, care for the story they wanted to tell. There are things I wish they'd done differently, but giving Bruce Wayne the chance to save a mother. Yes. No, absolutely. That part worked. And in Bruce's mind, he went from going after this guy to now they're friends. They have a connection. They're not that different. Well, he went... To me, he went from this is an alien who could destroy our world to this is a son trying to save his mother that bad guy is trying to kill. Exactly. At that point, he got the point of identification with Superman. Yeah. And realized they both had a traumatic childhood and just yeah some of the parallels. So when he introduces himself to Martha, I'm a friend of your son's. Yeah. Not and, I know your son. And I loved her response. Yeah. Figured it out from the cave. Yeah. Um, again, the movie had some some good moments. Um, it had a lot of fight scenes. Uh, I loved the engagement ring. I liked that. However, I didn't like what I'm pretty sure, maybe I'm misremembering, was the last shot of the film where we're at the grave in in the in the, 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 the dirt sort of lifts just a little. That didn't make sense to me. Only for like... I thought a split second before they cut to yeah, black. Yeah, it's just enough to say he's probably not really dead to me. Right. But not clearly. It's yeah. one of those, if you're not paying attention, it's like, well, it's like, I think the dirt lifted. Yeah, exactly. What, you know. That didn't quite work for me. Um, I wish the, probably the last two or three scenes had been cut together in a different order. I wish that we had seen the viewing in Smallville. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then cut to Metropolis for Superman's funeral. Actually, I would have done Superman's first, but okay. No, let's uh, see where the real body is. I'm good with that. Fair enough, fair enough. See the let's, real body and then get the empty casket. No, that works. Clark's there. Then let's get the empty casket. Then let's have Bruce visiting Lex in the jail. Then let's have Bruce in Smallville for the funeral. Because the way they did it, where Bruce is at the funeral, then yeah. Bruce went to Lex in the jail, then we're back at with Lois dropping the dirt. I I'm agree. like, this makes no sense to me. There were a couple of places, and that was the biggest one, where the timeline just, they didn't, it, it was convoluted. It, it yeah. was dramatic. Yes. And there were a lot of things about the movie that I felt where they were trying to be just incredibly dramatic. Yes. Versus Which, just telling a, a really good story. I mean, the music. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. Not literally that way, but it felt like there were a lot of shots, particularly of Bruce, where he's looking at something on the monitor. He's just woken up from whatever. He's staring intently forward as you got that dramatic orchestral, you know, score or whatever. 
And when Wonder Woman comes into the fight, you get, you know, the, ooh, we've got more fight type music and stuff. It was, I mean, an, uh, a, a movie score can be one of those invisible arts. Yeah. Where you're so busy enjoying the movie and it's adding to it, it's putting you in the right mood and you're not really noticing it versus... Distracting you. Distracting and, and overblown. Yeah. Well, and this was not a score that I think would stand on its own two feet. I don't think it's a score that I could listen to separately and purely enjoy for the music itself or listen to and close my eyes and go, oh, yeah, I remember that precise moment. I think with this group of characters in this film, they could have basically had some moments where it's, okay, we're focusing on Bruce. Let's get almost the Danny Elfman-ish Batman score or one of the iconic Batman scores, of which there have been many. We're focusing more on Superman. Let's get more of the, the, the Superman theme. And Let's establish one for Wonder Woman or Aquaman or Flash or Cyborg. That's an interesting point. I didn't feel any of the heroes had a theme, song, music, melody, insert appropriate phrase here. One of the things I love about the Power Rangers and Super Sentai shows is they've got their opening theme. It doubles as kind of their fight music, if you will. When they're having the character moments, the quiet stuff, they'll take the same thing, but it'll play out slowly with piano chords or something like that. Mm -hmm. You get the tune, but it's emotionally re relevant to the scene. Yeah. And when you have a crossover with different teams, you'll go from, okay, we've got the one as we're focusing on them. Oh, we're focusing on the other team. Let's get their music out, but they've got the spotlight. Yeah. And kind of an audio spotlighting of characters. Yeah. And with, with characters that have been around so long, there are so many different music cues you could have hit for Batman. Same with, with Superman, even for Wonder Woman. Yeah. You know, and for them to, to, to basically have no signature score tune or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It, it doesn't have the, the, the Superman track or, or any, anything of that sort anywhere in the film. Yeah. So I was, again, disappointed with that. Um, I mean, I was I was entertained by the movie, and I'm not saying it's a bad movie. Yeah, exactly. It just there were so many things more that I wanted out of it. But I am going through my mind because, like I said, there were moments, story wise especially, that I particularly liked when Lois was under the water. Mm -hmm. She realized I've thrown away the spear, not wanting it to ever hurt Clark. Right, but, but then it, goes back for it when she needs but it. But she realizes, okay, that will take down Clark's enemy. I need to get it. She gets trapped under the water. Superman hears her. She's trapped. So he hears her pounding on the stone. And pauses and then goes to her. To identify where he's hearing the pounding from. Because he's way up above the earth. He's got to locate exactly where's the sound coming from and is it Lois? He wasn't that far away because he was still fighting Doomsday. But to me, they could have, if he just cocked his head a little and, and we'd gotten yeah. some indication... He's zeroing in. Yes, yes. To me, it was just pausing of, do I save her again? Do I yeah, not? Yes, I agree with that. It's all started well, with this. <laughs> what I loved was he goes down, he saves her, makes sure she's okay. Yeah. But without hesitation, he knows she was in the water for a reason. It's not like she's clumsy. It's not like she fell in there. He's put two and two together as to why she's there, what she was doing. And he dives in without a moment's hesitation to finish what she started because he loves her and he trusts her. Yeah. And I thought, you know, that's great character definition for both of them. It is, but there were one or two times where I thought if Superman had had any sense about him, he could have, I don't say short-circuited part of the bad plot or whatever, but could have sped things up. 
if when he first gets to, to where he's fighting Batman, Andrew says he has my mother. Yes. Yes. But what did Stephen Amell say in Dallas? Good decisions make for bad television. Bad decisions make for good television. Okay. This is a movie. <laughs> okay. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it's funny because I look at the writing they've done on several seasons of Arrow, and I look at the, the writing they did for two and a half hour movie here. Mm. And they've they've dealt with some, some deep issues from time to time on Arrow, and Arrow is a little bit of a, a somber show but this man it was just such a frankly dark and depressing movie and that was why i came out of it thinking no matter how much you quote like the movie it's hard to come out of the movie and say i like the movie because you came out of a funeral i yeah of, of, of superman it's like as far as we know he's really dead it's like there's no after credit scene no nothing and technically you came out two funerals Yes, he's double dead. <laughs> Clark's dead too, and it's yeah. This is the first movie we really see Clark at the Daily Planet. Um, I I walked out of it thinking. Technically, I thought this a little before I walked out of it, but I'm going to go with I walked out of it thinking. Uh huh. I need to watch something really uplifting. They've yes. got Deadpool. Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Which is of course an incredibly gory graphic, you know, film. From what I hear, we haven't watched it yet. I'll do that on Blu-ray. But I just I came out of this thinking. I want something heroic. I want something more like Flash, more like Supergirl, uh, more like the Avengers, more like Captain America. Something where I've got heroes to root for. Mm. Not everybody's got feet of clay. Heroes don't last. Let's go kill each other and be done with it. Well, in Batman's whole, they're gonna have to fight. I like heroes that protect. Well, it was an almost X-Men take on, on superheroing of, oh, they're gonna hate us. Yeah. There's a, a pessimistic tone to it, and there's a it, – it's one thing when in the Avengers we got the, the characters fighting for a scene or two. Okay, now they're friends. They're, they're good or whatever. Most of this film was, was them battling each other and at odds. Batman summed it up at the end, well, Bruce Wayne, technically, when he said, I failed him in life. I'm not going to fail him in death. Yeah. And it's just – it was such a – very much a downer of a movie, and it makes me wonder how Warner Brothers, DC, whomever, thought they could take this movie as a springboard into this plethora of other movies they were talking about. Mm. And, I mean, I knew going into this, it was going to be one of those that had gotten shaky reviews. Whenever I see headlines of, do critics really matter, mm. you know, or, you know, that they're planning on maybe cutting back on some of the movies they were planning. Well, the audience dropped off, what did I tell you, 65% in the second week. It's not a movie people are rushing to view in the theater a second time or, or telling their friends. Rush yes. People have talked about, hey, have you seen it? But nobody's really said, oh, you've got to go see it. I Whereas have, I got that for, uh, for, uh, for Deadpool and one or two others. I'd say among my friends, it's 50-50 split, which I find intriguing. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Wonder Woman, so I was hoping for more Wonder Woman. At least a little acknowledgement of her backstory, something. Um, what I liked probably best about the film was, again, the tease of the other characters. Mm -hmm. We get a little about Wonder Woman. I thought the scene we got for Cyborg I liked that. was interesting. Joe Morton as Celia oh. Stone, uh, I loved. 
He's an amazing actor. He really sold the, I've tried everything I can. I'm kind of throwing ethics to the wind. If they had only clarified this was his son. Ah, that would have been nice. Yes. You know, and it would have just taken a line or two of dialogue in there. Mm -hmm. Of I've done everything I can, but it's my son. Yes. You know, kind of a thing. Um, The scene with Flash was okay. Uh, the the mm-hmm. grocery store or whatever scene. The convenience, convenience store. store robbery. But we've gotten such a great Flash show that it just paled in comparison. It, it was a little confusing in terms of he's so fast he can be in two places at once is how it came across. He can still be getting the milk out of the fridge. Yeah. While he's- but it also seemed like there was like an electrical thing going on. Mm-hmm. And what got me was the other scene with him from the, the, the future again. Seemed reminiscent of Crisis on Infinite Earths. A lot of the end of this movie was very much the doomsday storyline of killing Superman. There were aspects of almost a post-apocalyptic part of of, super, of Batman and stuff, fighting the Superman troops. That goes towards the Dark Knight and a few other sorts of stories. The Batman in the trench coat, very iconic well, from the comics at times. Yeah, so- implied, I'm trying to think what think through what the dream and the visit from the future implied, but wasn't it a Lois got killed? Yes. Somebody got killed that mattered to Clark, and he basically went nuts. But Flash said Lois Lane is the key. Yes. You have to either protect her, save her. It's all about Lois. Yeah. Which is interesting because when Martha got, you know, in trouble and was in jeopardy, that could have been also what set him off. Mm-hmm. But Lois falling off the building, if he hadn't come back from wherever yet. That's it. If Lex had pushed her off, he hadn't come back. Mm-hmm. But uh, Batman putting the light in the sky may also be part of what drew him back in time to protect Lois, because presumably the phone call when the light went in the sky was the abduction of Martha. Yeah, I think that was the night has arrived or whatever. There were a couple of things with mm. Lex's motivation that I just was never totally clear on. Well, I'm never clear on the Joker. Again, it wasn't supposed to be him. I know. It, it really makes me sort of appreciate Maxwell Lord on Supergirl a little bit more. <laughs> um, I thought Alfred was good. He was well used. He was yes. never really a butler. Oh, very true. Um, I would have liked to have seen Lucius Fox in some way, shape, or form. Mm. Um. Again, the uh, the cyborg scene was a lot of fun. The Aquaman scene was very brief, really well done, and really just shows the brilliance of casting Jason Momoa, who not only just has a, a, a great look for this kind of Aquaman, but having worked on Baywatch, he's done enough water scenes Yeah, that doing that kind of a thing underwater probably was no big deal for him. Yeah. Um. I was almost wishing we were watching a movie more on some of these other characters, particularly Cyborg and Aquaman, versus uh, this really drawn, it's like, geez, Batman, Superman, okay, fight, get over with. Oh, now you've got, oh, let's introduce Doom. It was just fight, 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 fight. Mm-hmm. In fact, it really was, it, it was, I don't want to say it was almost like a Jackie Chan film, but it almost was. Yeah. Where it's all action and just barely enough plot to string it together. Well, it's funny because as much as I complain about um, Avengers Unite being no uniting for me, at least this one was called Batman versus Superman. So I went in expecting bickering 
we didn't get bickering. We got well, yes. fist fights. I, I was expecting them to fight the whole time because that's what the title told me. I did not really see the dawn of justice. No, if anything, it was the the twilight of, of heroes or something. I saw the death of Superman. Yeah. You know, they were smart not to call it that. I wouldn't have gone. No, but I was, I mean, to me, that ended the note on such a, a, a sour tone. Yeah, I, I did not want to see the death of Superman. If they had not shown the Daily Planet that Perry's flipping through, showing, okay, Lex is in jail, Clark's dead. Yeah. Okay, going to be hard to get Clark back now. Yeah. But the other thing that got me was the headline that day was Night of Terror, Morning of Loss or Sorrow yeah. or something. What was missing was a comma between the two phrases. I mean, it just... Yeah. It's a newspaper. No, no, sorry. Um, although I do think Lawrence Fishburne uh, does a great Perry White. He does. Yeah. There's there's a lot of things I think they've done well in this this film and in Man of Steel, but there's no sense of forward thinking. Mm-mm. You know, let's go destroy the world almost yet again. Um, it it didn't take long to rebuild last time. Um, Amy Adams is a very good Lois Lane. I agree. She definitely is. We get again proof of her being a good reporter, just uh, caring about Superman, being a good person. How would you feel about Jimmy Olsen joining the CIA? Uh, they never called him Jimmy, except in the credits. Oh, did they? They did. Huh? Um, so I was okay with, with that. One of my friends, as much as I avoided trailers, spoilers, anything related to this movie, I could kill the friend on Facebook who posted a picture of the actor playing him with a picture from a comic book. And said, is Jimmy Olsen perfectly cast in the movie? You know, that's uh-huh. one of the things that annoys me is if you don't see some a film like this, like the day it's released, you've got to start avoiding YouTube, yeah. Facebook, and a lot of things. Because people are like, oh, I want to talk about it instantly and spoil things. Yeah, and when I we, mean... When we do episodes like this, one, you've had time to see the film. Two, we're not throwing a, a spoiler in your face. And we're saying we're going to talk about spoilers before we get into the discussion. Yes, well, and we we say in the text, we're going to talk in the audio that you choose to click play on with spoilers. The title of the episode is Batman versus Superman, not, oh my God, they killed Superman. Yes. Uh, Again, I... I Oh, a pathological hatred of, of spoilers. I give my coworkers a lot of credit. They've all asked if I've seen it. And it's clear they've had ho-hum reactions to it, which I mm. now understand. Yeah. But they also did not spoil the film for me. I know one person who detested it and went and saw it a second time because other people hadn't and wanted to see if they detested it a second time, which I thought was interesting. Now that I know the the plot line of the movie and how it plays out, there are certain things I would probably pay a little more attention to here or there. And I'm curious if my reaction would change to it. Uh, I can't imagine it gets much worse. Batman having a gun and shooting a lot of people. I mean, this was a, a very dark, dirt, dirty, depressing, violent, and, and I, these aren't heroes. I objected to Batman having a gun. The funny thing to me was there's one scene I would want to watch again and pay very close attention to only because I want to know what I saw. Um, very early in the film, the first time we see Batman, I think, uh, 
the cops go down into the basement. Mm-hmm. They find the girls that don't want to be let out of the cage. They go upstairs. We see the criminal. We see and Batman. Chained to the radiator or whatever. He's up in the corner. Yeah. Yep. And then we see the criminal again, and they say he branded him. He had a, a right. Uh huh. I already anticipated them saying he branded him, and I want to know what. I saw, felt, if it was the radiator, what it was about that scene when that made me think. When we first seen him, it was clear he'd been branded. Is that it? He was very visibly okay. scarred with a bat uh, There was just something about the moment we saw him, I'm like, they're going to say he's branded. Interesting. I didn't, I didn't have that reaction myself. And that's why I wonder, what did I see? What did I react to that made that unsurprising and just, well, of course, that's what they're saying. Well, and again, for me, when uh, Lex gave the guy the the wheelchair, it's like, that's going to blow up at some point. Yes. There were a few things that it's just, and it's not bad writing. No, no, no. It's movie cliche. Yeah. It's expected, anticipated. And I wanted when, um, when Superman was bemoaning, I didn't see the bomb. I wanted Lois to point out, how do you know it wasn't in a lead-lined box? Everybody knows you have x-ray vision now. Yeah, well... That's the downside to the Daily Planet constantly writing about you. Well, and also when he said, it's because I didn't want to see it sort of thing. Mm -hmm. If she had had the you always look for the best in people. Yes, yes. This wasn't a very optimistic Superman. It was a very downtrodden and beaten down Superman. Yeah. Before he was literally beaten down. Yeah. That was another thing in terms of the cinematography that I did like. During the fight with Batman that I detested, uh, when uh, Superman would get hit with the kryptonite and weakened, they made him look smaller. What I loved on that was when they had nuked uh, Superman and Doomsday in space, Mm -hmm. and we see Superman just floating up there. It's like, okay, he's pretty much toast. But then the Earth goes around, we get the sunlight, and we see him. Yeah. Beautifully done special effects. It was beautifully done. And when he looked dead, there was something about that that I'm like, I need to ask John if somewhere in there was a Death of Superman uh, comic book cover. Because there was something about the dead floating Superman that made me think that that had probably been an image. When we see him, that's kind of an iconic. He's floating up in space looking down, about to go into action or something. Ah, okay. And we see that in Superman Returns, maybe Man of Steel, maybe. but it was also one of those things in the funeral. It's like, okay, Clark's dead, and you bury him in a box underground. You know he's solar-powered. I mean, to me, it's like mm-hmm. get him in an airplane or something, get him out into the, the sunlight. Um, well, but it was the whole hole through the chest. Yes. He'd just been nuked. Not to put two holes together, but I think they figured, you know, big hole in the chest doesn't really heal. They knew they were fighting a resurrected Kryptonian. Yeah. Well, no. Did they actually know Doomsday came from Zod? Probably not. Okay, that's fair. They knew it was a Kryptonian thing. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. Because the guy who handed over Zod was in the room to get blown up. So, didn't really get much info out of his corpse. Yeah. This movie had high death toll. Yes, very much so. And much of it from the heroes. Yeah. Particularly Batman. Um, Which is ironic, given how he faulted Superman for his high death toll. Well, and also Batman has a very strict no-killing policy. Mm. You know, I didn't think the writers... Understood the opening scene? Understood the characters. Yeah. And they were more 
How do we make this realistic? How do we pit them against each other? How do we further the angst of Superman or whatever? Whereas I think DC would have done much better if it's just how cool are these characters mm. and have a world that thinks that they are cool mm-hmm. and not because Batman's mowing people down or, or you know, the, the fact that his tracer on Lex's truck or whatever stayed on after he plowed through the, the top of the truck and all that. Knocked it, a quarter of the truck off? The fact the guy was still standing after the, the roof mm. of the truck had been ripped off. Yeah. And not just the roof, like the top third of it or something. Well, Perry White kind of hit your nail on the head for you. It's not 1938 anymore, Clark. I I thought he hit it on the, hail, uh, the nail on the head with the, nobody's going to care about Clark Kent going up against the bat. Mm. I'm like, you know what? You're right. Yeah. Um, again, he had uh, Perry had some great lines. They were well delivered. These... I thought Clark in the Daily Planet had some great stuff. We're supposed yeah. to mean something. The journalists have to go after. I mean, yeah, that's the character I wanted to be watching. Yeah, there were a lot of aspects of both characters that were written too much with a 2016 mindset, without remembering the 1930s roots that created these characters. It's funny because I'm thinking a Clark Kent Daily Planet series, movie, whatever, that almost, and I'm going to go with maybe a 70s mindset, journalists as journalists. Can you imagine a movie with that mindset where Clark Kent of that mindset wants to cover a modern political race without doing any of the current journalistic mindset? Does well, that make sense? Yeah, but imagine the Clark we saw, the lowest we got, mm-hmm. and just those two as reporters. Yeah. I mean, sure, there's Superman stuff going on. He's going off, you know, and just kind of a wink, wink, nod, nod. Yeah, he's Superman, but that's not the story we're telling. Yeah, exactly. This is the guy. Yeah. The man behind Superman. Mm-hmm. And there were hints of that in here. There were some really good hints of that in here. Mm-hmm. But that was so much not the main story they wanted to tell. And again, I'm not saying the story they told was bad. It's one that didn't click with me because I like my heroes heroic. Mm-hmm. And there were a couple of times where when they were fighting against each other, again, there were a couple of things that could have just short-circuited it. And again, it all if, if, they had, if their mothers had had different names, the movie would have been over before Doomsday was unleashed. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it ended on a, a sour note. And... They had, I was skeptical about the plans Warner Brothers had of doing all these films and just kind of jump-starting a cinematic universe because, well, it's worked for Marvel. Yeah. Marvel played into the strength that their early comics had of a, a cross-continuity between the books, planting the seeds of S.H.I.E.L.D. at the end of Iron Man, having, you know, other characters show up here and there and just, you know, wink, mm-hmm. wink, nod, nod, we're building a universe here. But it felt organic. Each character got their own limelight. We got the origin of Cyborg, teasers of Flash, Wonder Woman, and, and Aquaman here years before some of them may have movies. Yeah. Well, and this this movie very clearly at times alternated. I feel the need to do a Batman scene. I feel the need to do a Superman scene. I feel the need to do a Batman scene. Well, and also when they finally took down Doomsday, to me it was very obvious. Oh, Wonder Woman's got him with the lasso. She's holding him still. Cue Batman with the last kryptonite grenade. Oh, that's happened. And now here comes Superman with the mm-hmm. the kryptonite dagger, which, you know, or spear, which should have killed him. And, but, it, oh, we've got to team up to do this. Mm-hmm. 
But we couldn't possibly have Superman hand off the spear before it kills him. No, to me, it should have been... It would have been nice if it had gotten to where they had a minute or two to regroup and, you know, it's, okay, who goes with the spear? And they toss it to Batman. The other two can keep him busy. Batman's the best fighter and probably the person who knows where to put it. Well, and there would have been some poetry to Batman who created the spear to take down Superman. It's your weapon. You know how to use it best. Yeah. And using it against the true enemy. Well, and man versus God. Yeah. Or superhuman in this case. Yeah. There, there, again, there are a lot of things that I like. There are just parts of it that it wasn't the, uh, the, the version of the heroes I wanted to see. It is certainly not a world I would want to live in. You know, I would love to know, and I can't think of the guy's name right now, but the guy who's behind the DC TV shows. Um, uh, there's Greg Berlanti and a few others. But yeah, yeah. But Greg Berlanti mostly. I'd love to know his reaction because I'm enjoying the DC television universe so much. And this felt so disconnected from what I'm enjoying in, I'm going to call it DC digital entertainment. Well, I guess for me, Star City, mm-hmm. depressing, dangerous place to live, but not horrific. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, with Flash, again, dangerous, very wild city to live in. And uh, slightly horrific uh, from time to time with the singularity, a few things. Mm-hmm. But by and large, you got the Flash. How cool is that? Well, Star City had the undertaking. Let's not forget. Well, that's my point. The okay. undertaking. Okay. Um, they've had, you know, uh, the the Merkuru thugs going all over town. Dangerous place to live. Okay, but the- Dangerous, un- but not disaster film. But the undertaking is no worse than, we'll call it a 7.8 earthquake, a la California. It yep. depends if you lived in the Glades or not. But yes, National City with Supergirl. You've got Supergirl, It's this stuff happens, but it's not like- Asteroids raining down in the sky, the city center getting vaporized, nukes going off, EMPs going... I mean, Metropolis is multiple disaster films happening in in rapid succession. It looked like Three Mile Island was just off the coast of Metropolis at one point. It just seems like they've, they've so overblown the devastation at times. And then just gloss over it. Hmm. Even Smallville seems to have fully rebuilt after getting destroyed in Man of Steel. Yeah. Well, you know, small town, easier to rebuild. I guess. I just, I want something that's a little bit brighter, a little bit happier. I'm good with some some good action and some stuff like that. They got to fight villains or whatever, but I'd rather they fight villains than each other. Yes. And. I want them to protect Earth. I want them to be heroic. Yeah. I'm I'm tired of them thinking that they've got to be edgier, darker. Sometimes in the comics, sometimes in the movies, but I mean it's they've lost sight of what these characters were. Mm. This is not a film you could have done with the Brandon Routh Superman, the Christopher Reeve Superman, yeah, the George Reeve Superman, uh, the Dean Kane Superman, and I like the Henry Cavill Superman. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, he's starting to, frankly, in my mind, age out of the role a little. But and he's he's deeply emotionally troubled because he was he was raised wrong to be honest. Yeah, I, I don't. While it was a good portrayal of Jonathan Kent in Man of Steel, I don't like that Jonathan Kent. Yes, 
to me, the ones we've gotten in the other films were much better. I think they need to reassess what makes Superman iconic, cool, and click with people. And being cast as an outsider isn't it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's again, the pinnacle of, of what people can be, the, the, the hope, the aspiration, all of that stuff. And to a degree, same with Batman. It's just physical, you know, if you work at it, you can do all this, you can be this smart, you can, you know, helps to be a billionaire and stuff like that too, of course. But um, they just are going down such a depressing route that I don't know how they could have seen this mm. spinning into any sort of a, like a Justice League film or something like that. You know, the uh, the film, nobody expected us to spoil, but I'm going to go there. Uh, is the one you and I saw back around Christmas time about uh, Alan Turing? The Enigma Game. Um, yes, was that the actual title of it? We will look up the title and put it in the show notes. The Imitation Game? Imitation, Imitation Game. Imitation Game. It's That's the Enigma it Code. Sorry. There you go. Um, and the reason I bring that up, and the reason I said I'm going to spoil it, mm-hmm. is because of the closing scene. Yes, they reveal what happened to, uh, to Turing after all this stuff. Yeah. And it's like, wow, the, the entire world could have been different if the events they reveal at the end hadn't happened. Yeah, it's it's shocking. It's tragic. It's incredibly depressing. And it ends with people joyously dancing around a bonfire. And because of those visuals, which are so uplifting and so cheerful and joyous, you don't actually come out feeling like slashing your wrists because of the tragedies that the text on the screen is revealing. Whereas here, while it was not the most depressing of endings, the fact that the last five minutes are either all funeral scenes or, you know... Batman threatening people. Batman threatening some guy in jail. Yeah. Lex in jail. Yeah. Not some guy, but anyways. Yeah, it's... um, so it, I just wanted to juxtapose the two because Imitation Game so successfully ended on something that I think, because it's a true story, is actually more depressing than the ending of this movie. What if they had ended on kind of the dialogue of Bruce and one woman, we've got to find the others, we've got to gather them, we can be a force of justice together, not a we'll fight because we have to, just yes. trust me, I, I've, I've got a bad feeling about this mm. kind of a moment. Cut to Solias having saved his son. Cut to the Flash helping somebody. Cut to Aquaman doing something heroic. You know, I would say all of those things, but the one thing I would change out of that is, and it goes back to your early comment, move Solias to the very end and put in there your reveal that it's his son. Yes. Yeah, I would agree with that. And have that big reveal of maybe to his mom, to a family member, to someone, but have the reveal of my son is saved and through this manner of saving him, if you will, he can be a hero and he can join this Justice League for good. Well, and then cut back to to Wonder Woman and, and Bruce with the, well, why would they all come together? Think of what we could accomplish good for the world. End yes. on a happy note. yes. And have it be a sunrise kind of a thing. Have it be, you know, a new dawn mm-hmm. sort of a thing. And yeah. you could have ended on a dawn of justice. Yeah. Versus uh, uh, Superman is dead. Yeah. So I... It would have been an entirely different ending to the movie. A far more uplifting one. And it would have given them that springboard they wanted 
into this DC entertainment, cinematic universe, whatever they wanted to call it. Yeah, because frankly, right now, you could have cut the scenes of Aquaman, Flash, and Cyborg out entirely and really not change the film at all. Other well, than it's not, you haven't teased those characters. Well, and you now don't make as much sense for that conversation with Wonder Woman at the end. You make some sense. You don't sense, need but- it. You cut it entirely. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Well, what do you do now? Don't know. He's dead. Cut. Mm-hmm. Um. The, those scenes felt like they were in there in service to future movies, mm-hmm. whereas and and tied into the plot line almost artificially. And to assure Wonder Woman, she's not alone, though she's not a metahuman. So it just doesn't seem as organic as again the Avengers Initiative and some of the stuff they were teasing at Marvel that if this works, we'll do more. Yeah, because they'd already announced all the films. Yeah, at DC. So, again, this was one that, glad I saw it in the theater, I reserved the right that when we watch it on Blu-ray to maybe record on it again if we've got radically different feelings, but at this point, I'm, I'm doubting that'll happen. I have one question for you before I let you wrap up. Sure. And it's because we went to the ship, which I guess is in Hero Park. Um, what if Russell Crowe had been on the ship? And I say that only because when Lex went on the ship and put the command key in, and took control of what turned out to yeah. be a Genesis chamber, which I didn't expect for some reason. Um, I kind of looked around with, okay, are we going to get uh, Jor-El here? We should have. I guess he'd already been wiped out of the computer in Man of Steel. I'd have to go rewatch that. It would. I would have rather have gotten him. I would have rather gotten Jor-El than Jonathan Kent. Interesting. Because I thought, this again gets to, are we delusional? Are we in a dream sequence? What's going on? There were times where the, the, they blurred the line between reality and, up. Oh, just kidding. Mm-hmm. That annoyed me. Whereas if they had brought back uh, Jor-El and, again, given him a moment with Clark, that could have helped turn Clark around. Yeah. And gotten Clark out of the funk he was in because, oh, life's tough. I thought when Clark was hiking in the snow that he was going to the- uh... Fortress? Thank you. I was expecting that too and we saw the other guy. I was thinking, gosh, what's Bruce doing here? Yes, it was I. Good so call. There were a couple of things. They went in some some directions I didn't think they should and didn't go in some, some directions that I thought were pretty obvious. Okay. Just curious if I was the only one who had wondered about Jor-El on the ship and the Fortress of Solitude. I so. thought they were going to the Fortress. I hadn't thought about Jor-El. Okay. Just curious. So, um, again, fun movie, entertaining. Uh I I didn't like the story they were telling, but given the story they told, um, I thought they did a a good job telling it. Yeah, they did okay. I just and like I said, there were moments that I enjoyed, but really for me, the only plot standout was Bruce Wayne successfully saving Martha. To me, that was the only thing that had some nice poetry to it, and so it worked for me. I guess for me, if I could take one aspect of the film and have the rest of the film kind of morph to be in alignment with that, mm-hmm. it would have been the scenes at the Daily Planet. I like that. Again, they they did a really good journalism couple of scenes there, bits and pieces, mm-hmm. and that if it had just been Clark and Perry going at it as to what's the purpose of the paper, all that, I mm-hmm. mean, there was some really great stuff there. I think- But it was just off on the side. I think that was the best for Clark, and I think really the best for- uh, Bruce Wayne, character development-wise, was having as a boy failed to save his own parents. He succeeded in saving his friend's mother. Yes. 
So I think if they had kind of taken those as the two guideposts for the characters. That was the other moment they they, they forgot to do in the film. Bruce has saved Martha. Mm-hmm. Martha is who knows where after she's been saved. Yes. And Batman is fighting Doomsday. Superman makes it back. Mm-hmm. Never once does he say she's safe. No, the assumption is I trust you. I believe you. Understood. Yeah. But just as Bruce had the turning point, mm-hmm. that would have been Superman's mm-hmm. clear turning point. It's just... Yeah. Superman has always been a character of strong faith in others, though. Agreed. And I don't think he doubted Batman. It's just there would have been a nice uh, sense of closure on that. Yeah. It's like, okay, now we can move forward. Well, and there was also no acknowledgement of Bruce coming to Smallville. It would have been nice to see Martha go over, give him a hug, yeah. move on. Something. Mm-hmm. Or even just uh, the fact Martha was working at a diner or something as a waitress. Mm-hmm. She shouldn't need to do that anymore. Yeah. So it, the movie had its moments. Um, I can see why a lot of people are not incredibly jazzed about it. Um, and I can see why the audience has dropped off and why Warner Brothers would be rethinking their movie plans. Mm-hmm. But that's their own fault because I think they got way too aggressive uh, in planning this really you know, uh, extensive movie lineup. I guess my question on that is, do you want them to rethink, quote, their movie plans, or do you want them to rethink their character plans? I think they were overly aggressive in the movie plans they outlined for the next half decade, and I think they're fundamentally doomed until both DC Comics and DC Entertainment go back to basics, and hopefully they are with Rebirth on the comic side, but really understand the characters and what people want out of them. Okay. I don't know that people wanted Batman fighting Superman. Yeah. You should have gotten the two of them teaming up and just kicking butt. Frequently, when you and I sit down to watch a Marvel movie, um, you'll pop in, for instance, uh, Captain America. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the movie, I'll ask you, did this character first come about, say, in about the 40s? Right. What era did they come out of? You know, and you'll kind of look at me in surprise and say, yeah, as a matter of fact, why? Well, because in the writing, even of a current movie for Captain America, I can sense that strong feel of the 1940s core. All the Marvel films, uh, including the X-Men ones, less so maybe with Spider-Man and Fantastic Four, certainly. But the the Marvel Universe films, and I would go so far as the X-Men, they've always gotten directors that really understand the property and bring that sense of the property into it and it becomes integral to it. Yeah. I thought Thor was going to be a hard sell, but they really got somebody who, who, I don't say played up the Hamlet of it, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. They they treat it like that kind of of material there, and I thought you know Cap, okay, period piece for the first one. They got somebody who really clicked with that. Yeah. Likewise, James Gunn on Guardians of the Galaxy found a really cool uh, avenue to to make that work, and they have yet to do that on the DC film side. Yeah. Flip side, on the TV side, again, Arrow, Flash, uh, Legends of Tomorrow, Supergirl, they've got really good shows out there, and it's just there's a disconnect and it's not happening on the movie side. Well, nothing in this movie gave me a, a sense of where that moral core originated with these characters. Nothing made me think, you know, this guy probably started out in the 30s, or this guy probably started out in the 50s. Well, let's examine the moral core. With Batman, it's his parents died a senseless death, 
So he decided to go punish everybody. With Superman, he was raised to, to live in fear of his abilities, that he'd be dissected if people found out about him. And it turns out his dad was right to raise him that way because that's exactly what happened. Those are very depressing core aspects of the character. But at least with Superman, that's not the core of the character in the original comics. No, absolutely not. And when they can get back to that truism, I mean, Batman and Superman, like any characters that have been around for 75 years, have, have had various different interpretations over the years, some diametrically opposed, many diametrically opposed, and sometimes in short order. I mean, the uh, Batman Brave and the Bold cartoon is about as far away from this Batman as you could possibly get. Mm -hmm. But there's also, if you take all of those versions of Batman, all of those versions of Superman, there is a core aspect that is almost universally true. Mm -hmm. Or true enough to most of them that it's like, you know, that that's what the character is. You know, one thing about this Superman that felt part of that universal truth to me. Superman would show up if summoned to appear as sanitarium. He's responsible. Yeah. It's there, truth, justice, the American way. And I like this Superman. I just don't really love the super, the stories this Superman has been in. Yeah, exactly. But it just occurred to me that that was one scene where seeing him, you know, go up the steps and appear at the Senate hearing. I'm like, well, yeah, of course he would. That, that's part of Superman. I would have liked to see this Superman in, man, I'm trying to think what storyline or something, but something that really would have shown off the the strength of the, the, the character strength mm. of him. Mm -hmm. The moral compass, the we can do better with the journalists. We've got to hold people in check. It's not about might. It's about right. And that's a big part that felt missing. Absolutely. Yeah. And to me, it was missing not in the character, but in the story. Yeah, I would agree. Okay. So I, again... Um, I wanted more out of the movie. That's all I'll say. Yeah. I wanted more in some areas. I wanted less of certain things. Um, I'm not going to go back to the theater to rewatch this. I'm definitely going to check it out when it's on Blu-ray. And I am curious if after a few months watching it again... If that kind of uh, changes my opinion, I don't think the DC movie universe is anywhere near what Marvel has in the movies, just like I think Marvel's TV is nothing like what DC has. Agreed. Um, I think DC's also struggling to, to identify these characters and, and connect with them on the comic side, yet I look at the success they've had on TV, both of late, but also with Smallville, with the Batman animated series. On the TV side, over decades, they've done really well. Yeah. So if they can figure out again if they can hone in on that and make it work they've got they've got hope but uh yeah this to me fun entertaining film but not something that really worked no i i came out of the theater feeling like i walked out of two funerals and i don't because like you that. had yeah and i don't like that feeling yeah so anything else does that pretty much do it that does it cool the show notes and form for this podcast can be found at www.comicbookpage.com under the podcast and forum sections of the website. Please email us at theguys at comicbookpage.com and let us know what you think of what was discussed in this episode. Thanks for listening.